0: Well, 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 we have made it through another week to who's ever listening to this. Well, I made it through another week Um, and probably so have you. You have fought hard and you have persevered. You've said many yeses. You've done things you probably want to do and probably some things that you didn't want to do. But a lot we're called to say yes to anyway. There are a lot of hard yeses. What does it even mean to persevere? Why are we called to persevere? The Lord was getting me to really reflect on that question a lot this week, so I want to share some stories just about that. What does it mean to persevere? Let's talk about perseverance. Let's do it. So this week, I got to coach a lot of softball, and I want to start right off the bat that get it right off the bat (laughs) okay i know you're laughing on the other end well i just want to start this by saying that I believe our God is a lot like a softball coach. Um, I've seen that a lot in my own life. And something I was reflecting on this week was, I know as a coach um, with some of the younger girls I work with, I'm constantly saying, okay, one more, but then the last one isn't that good. So I'm like, okay, one one more round, one more rep, whatever it ends up being. And somehow it turns into six more rounds, six more reps. And I feel like that sometimes how the Lord communicates with us is he'll be calling us to more. And I'll just be like one more, like do this one hard thing. Um, Just do the next right thing. Right. Because the Lord is so good to us that he's not showing us 20 steps in advance. He's just showing us the next step forward. And when we complete it, then he's there and he's like, okay, one more. And in a sense, it almost feels like you've been lied to, right. Of like, he said one more, but we're still doing some more. But why does a coach do that? It's because They're pushing you to do better, and they know you can do better than the rep that you've just shown. There was a lot of moments where the Lord showed me my one more. A lot of moments this week where the Lord showed me, I'll say my threshold, my limit. And he wants to take us one step further. Jesus always has more for us, more healing, more freedom, more joy, more purpose. If we just open our hearts to that next step forward, so I just pray as we enter into whatever this time is of retelling stories, it's just, yeah, that your heart is open for the one step forward. How is the Lord calling you to persevere? Let me tell you a little bit of what some younger softball players taught me this week about perseverance. I think one way I have learned to describe or define perseverance in my own life is saying the hard yes we have to say make many choices in our life and say yes or no to things. Yes, am I going to do this? Or no, am I not going to do this? Perseverance is being able to consistently choose to say the hard yes. The yes that is good for you but isn't the easiest choice. And the truth is we are made to be a yes kind of people. What kind of failing people would we be if we were made to be a no kind of people? To always shoot things down. I think we're always made to be a yes kind of people, but not every yes is an easy one or always the right one. One of my yeses of this week was helping to coach at a softball camp back home with an old coach that I've known for a while, and I got to work with about 12 to 16-year-old girls who were a riot, let me tell you, Um, and I really had my work cut out for me that within the first day of doing catching, it was so hot outside and truthfully, some of the girls just didn't want to put in effort. So within five minutes, I think we lost five girls. They were dropping like flies. One literally almost fainted. It was so hot outside and she hadn't eaten anything that day at all. And then the other ones just didn't want to do it because it was too hard, but literally we were just stretching. So it definitely was a hard yes for me to continue trying to coach and teach and just be joyful and impart some wisdom on a lot of people that didn't seem like they wanted to receive it. Even just showing up the next day was a hard yes. showing up because I was so sunburnt from the day before because I'm just so stupid and I didn't put on sunscreen. And then the second day after being so sunburnt, you know what I did? I also forgot to put on sunscreen. But by day three, you live and you learn, kids. So by day three, I did put on some sunscreen. But it was a hard yes just to show up because I was burnt and I was tired and my body was sore because I hadn't done a lot of those things in a while. The second day that I was there, I got to teach sliding, which was super fun. But that's a hard yes of... I probably slid more that one day than I have in my entire college career, let me tell you. Um, Teaching these kids how to slide, giving them a few examples. Um, Yeah, that was a hard yes, because yeah, it hurts after 20 slides on the grass that you're doing for demonstration. But I want to be able to show them and show solidarity that I was with them. If I'm making them do this, then I'm going to do it with them too. And that I want to be a good coach. I want to be able to demonstrate. I want to put money where my mouth is and be able to do what I'm asking them to do. So there were a lot of hard yeses, but there's one that sticks out to me and has really changed my heart this week. And I want to tell you about the yes of me to talk to, for the sake of this, I'm going to change her name. So I'm going to call her Maria. Maria was a very fun camper. So it's the last day. I am running a hitting drill. And over in the corner behind some trees, I hear like wailing. And there's Maria over there crying on the phone, probably to a parent. So I finish the hitting drills, I send those girls along and I have like 10 minutes before my next group comes over. So I walk over and I wanted to ask like Maria, like is everything okay? But she's obviously on the phone, she's talking to someone. So I just sat there. So for 10 minutes I sat there and I was picking up the situation. I didn't say anything to her. Obviously she sees me sitting next to her but isn't looking at me and she's so upset. She's so upset and sobbing on the phone. Dad, I want to go home. Dad, I'm so tired. I don't want to be here. Dad, like, please. Dad, please come get me. I don't want to do it. I'm not good at this. I don't want to be here. Just sobbing and sobbing. Trying to get her dad to pick her up early. Saying, please come at 2.30. The camp ends at 4. Please come at 2.30. Please. Dad keeps saying no. And she's like, why? Dad, I don't want to be here. Can mom come? I'm going to call mom. And then at that point, the dad's like, no, no, no. But like, why? And she's like, because I'm just not good. Because I just don't wanna do it because I'm tired because I have a double header later because I have to wake up super early tomorrow morning. All the excuses we give, right? And she again, she was on the phone for probably like yeah, ten minutes. <coughs> <coughs> wow. I think I just like choked on air. And I could very easily crop that out of this, but I feel like it loses the authenticity, so I'm just gonna keep talking. So <laughs> Yes, essentially so she was on the her phone with, what she was on her phone with her dad for like ten minutes, making up everything, not making things up, but just she really didn't want to be there. After ten minutes, she finally changed her argument. Oh, at least come at three. Remember how before she was fighting for two thirty? Now she's like, at least come at three. Please come at three. Pick me up early. Oh, at least three thirty, right a half hour before everything ends. She just did not want to be there. Um, at this point, my next group of hitters come over, so I just left her there on the phone because she was still within eye distance. She was okay, and so I run through the next group of hitters, and the main coach of the camp comes to ask me, and I sort of just explain. She doesn't want to be here. She's on the phone with her parent, and he was like, okay. and So the next group of hitters go by, and I see that Maria is now off her phone, and she's about to go walk back to where she was. and So I know I have to go over and talk to her. And I'm going, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. What am I supposed to say to her? What am I supposed to say to her? Well, pause. So I'm currently holding a maybe six-inch fuzzy caterpillar um, that's been crawling on me for the past hour. Why? Because one of the younger girls found it, and she wanted to keep it, and I didn't want her going around to all the hitting stations with it, so I was like, don't worry, I'll babysit it. So I was babysitting a caterpillar she found for an hour. And somehow... The Lord's just really funny. Somehow I thought the best way to start this conversation with this girl was to talk to her about this caterpillar. So I started walking over to her, and it's so funny. She starts walking in the other direction. We're almost in, like, an empty soccer field, like sort of between the softball fields. And she starts walking in the other directions as if she doesn't see me walking directly at her. There's nobody within a 100-foot vicinity of us, okay? And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, Hey! So she turns, and she looks at me, and she's trying to wipe some tears, and she knows that I was just sitting there, and I heard a lot of what was going on, but I just said, do you like bugs? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, I have this caterpillar. You want to see it? And, she, and immediately, her heart opens up to this story of how there was a caterpillar once that was poisonous, I think, at, like, some family vacation of hers, so then somebody got poisoned by a caterpillar I didn't really follow along with the story but I just listened I was like oh yeah and I was like don't worry this one's not poisonous just like are you sure and I was like yeah because it's just a caterpillar um but I tried to get her to pet it she just wouldn't she just wouldn't it was too hard it was too hard it's too scary no it's gonna poison her all these things (laughs) in the midst of this argument about the caterpillar I was just asking her how she was she was like I'm okay and I was like you don't want to be here and no she starts telling me the same reasons why and and I asked her I said do you feel a lot of pressure to be here and she just sort of nodded and (laughs) I just smiled and said you know you can take it at whatever pace you need and we can just stay by the hitting station if you want and I was trying to be really gentle and she was sort of shaking her head no and At this point, the caterpillar starts to move. So again, she starts to freak out. And then she starts telling me about all her pets because she doesn't like bugs, but she loves all other types of animals. And she's telling me about her pets. And I asked her name and we continued to walk. And she asked if I would go with her to go get her water bottle. I said, absolutely. And so I walked over to the other field with her and we paused halfway there because I was like, I know you want to pet this caterpillar. It's so silly. It was like, we were talking about nothing but also everything at the same time. And for whatever reason, the spirit kept nudging me of like, just get her to pet the caterpillar. I was like, that's stupid. Like she's going through really heavy things. But somehow I kept encouraging her to, to the point where she was just like, ah, full send. And she took her finger and she just pet the little caterpillar. And that's all it was. And I was like, okay, there you go, God, like anything else. But it hit me in that moment. She did something really hard that she didn't want to do. And my heart sort of opened up i was like okay this girl can persevere so we went to go get her water and we went over to a few other girls that were standing there and they started talking to me and right away maria the girl i'd been walking with starts sharing so much i think about her pets again i can't even remember to these two girls that were standing there do you know maria was one of the shyest ones at camp she wasn't telling anybody anything before But now she's super open and sharing things with people. So I was like, okay, interesting. So we walk back to the hitting station. I talk her into being in this last hitting group. And so she goes through the rounds off the tee. And then we're supposed to go to a little home run derby competition. She's like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm really bad. And I said, no, no, no. Like, you can do it. I just saw you hit many line drives off the tee. Like, I believe in you. You can do hard things. And she talked me out of it at least 10 times. We walked over. We found a few other girls who were sitting on the sidelines who were injured. And we got to talk to all of them about all their pets and something or another. Can't remember. But somewhere down the line, there were two people left in the hitting line. Coach was like, there's two people left. And I said, no, there's three people left because I was going to make Maria go. And Maria was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, Maria, you're going to do it. And it finally got to the point she was going to be the last batter. Two of her friends were around her, supporting her. She didn't want to do it. She was standing outside with her arms crossed. But then finally coach called her and she just sort of went for it. She sort of walked out there and started hitting the ball. And she had a few beautiful line drives and did better than half the people in her group. And she comes back in and I'm so proud of her. I said, Maria, that was amazing. So proud of you. You can do hard things. You're so good at hitting. And she looks at me and she was like, that was just really bad, I suck. And I was like, oh my gosh. It hit me, you know. Sometimes people can only receive so much. And her heart was very closed off to receiving the truth that day. But Maria taught me a lot in that encounter. And I just want to share some more about that. That conversation that Maria had on the phone with her father, is that not precisely how god the father loves us hear me out dad's on the other end of the phone he's not hanging up he's still listening but he's not gonna budge maria's going pick me up at two thirty. pick me up at 2 30 dad's going no maria's going well at least three at least three dad's going no The Father calls us to really hard things sometimes, things that we might not even want to do. But he loves us so much that he does put his foot down because he knows they're going to be good for us. Imagine if the Father was like, oh, I'm coming right away. Then Maria wouldn't have been able to conquer the challenges she did. Let's continue. What was the first hard yes that Maria said yes to? I think it was literally just, like, talking to me. She was trying to walk the other way, but she turned and started talking to me. And then she finally pet the caterpillar. Y'all, that was it. After she pet that caterpillar, she was talking to everybody within that vicinity of her, everyone who came near her. She was able to go hit in the home run derby after she was saying how she was so horrible at hitting. Why? Because she was able to do one hard thing. And it might've been really small, like really small, but it's really meaningful. And that's how the father loves us so gently. He doesn't, he doesn't give us hard things that we can't handle. And truthfully, if we're too scared of them, sometimes he gives us the smaller yeses to work our way up to it. Maria persevered through petting a caterpillar that looks scary. Maria persevered in talking with all her friends. Maria persevered to go hit in the home run derby. We're made to persevere. We're made to say hard yeses. What kind of father would want his children to just give up on what we're called to, no matter how ugly or hard it is? We're all called to pet a caterpillar at times we don't want to. But is that not how the Father loves us? He calls us to the challenging and weird and sometimes gross things. But do you ever notice how much fruit comes out of it? And do you ever notice, maybe it's just me, how frustrated you can get at those who don't choose to persevere? I was so frustrated at camp with all the kids who didn't hustle anywhere. They didn't go running anywhere. They always walked. They didn't even want to take extra reps. They would get like three cuts off a of tee, and I'd be like, the T's open. You want to take more? And they just wouldn't want to. Either they didn't know how to persevere or quite frankly, they were just tired of it. How does one even persevere? I actually want to read to us from scripture in Hebrews 12. It teaches us a little bit about perseverance. The author of Hebrews writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to live the life of faith, let us strip every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility we endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary or give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my children, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. He punishes each one of us as he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how but God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. There's so much glory here let's start with how do we persevere we'll back up in the very second verse it says we do this we run with endurance by keeping our eyes on jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith and then notice how it continues the author starts to talk about god's discipline god's discipline as a father maybe the father on the phone saying, no, you have to stay till the end of camp. You have to work through the really hard things in your life. The author says no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But listen to this. He writes, afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. The harvest, the fruit that is born from a hard yes, from perseverance. You've probably learned most of the things in your life that you have because you struggled through something hard or you messed up the first time so you had to persevere. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let us strip off the sin that slows us down. Let us strip strip off the distractions that hold us back from what we're really being called to. No matter how hard it is to say yes, I believe the author of Hebrews was literally talking about softball when he wrote the ending of this. He said, take a new grip with your tired hands, right? Take a new grip of the bat, right? And then he says, and strengthen your weak knees. I think he's coming at me as a catcher. But notice it says, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. Are we walking the straight path we've been called to? Like our legs are going to get tired walking it. Like it's going to get annoying. Sometimes we don't want to move forward. But the Lord has laid out the perfect path. Are we saying yes to it? That's where we become strong. No matter how weak we are walking that path, the Lord equips us with everything we need to walk the hard path, to say the hard yes, to pet the caterpillar, to remember to put on sunscreen, whatever it looks like. This week was all about perseverance for me. I was able to persevere through all the sunburn pain and the sliding soreness. I was able to persevere through the bad attitudes of all the kids who didn't want to be there. I was able to persevere through this huge desire just to talk to all my friends that I couldn't to this summer. I have so many friends that are going away that are on trips that I didn't get to see because things were canceled, who are serving as missionaries at a camp that just like don't have the time to talk to me. And I had to persevere this week with the firm reality that there are just some people, no matter how much I want to talk to them right now, I just can't. I got to persevere through the end of all my random case studies I had to finish before I started my internship. I had to persevere through just being straight lazy, through how many mornings I just didn't want to get out of bed. I had to persevere through hard conversations this summer with a lot of aggressive but loving people in my life. Um, I have some wonderful Protestant friends of mine um, this summer that I've gotten into very in-depth dialogue about the faith and what it means to be Catholic, and sometimes it means persevering through really hard conversations. I've been able to persevere this summer through growing in uh, discipline in fasting. The Lord's placed on my heart to... Fast one day a week um, with the intention changing. And sometimes I just don't want to. Sometimes I lose the focus of it, and sometimes it's not prayerful. And I have to persevere through that because this is a hard yes the Lord is giving me. Um, I'm currently persevering through how many struggles with my thesis because I'm waiting to hear back from like three people, so I can't even like send out the next part of my study. And I've been waiting on this for like a month now, and it's like so much out of my control, but we persevere. Even just this past season of softball, I had to persevere through two softball quarantines. Like, in the middle of our season, we had to persevere through that. Like, what the heck? Essentially, we had a week of a the season, and then we were off for two weeks. Then we had another week, and then we were off for two weeks. So it was miserable. Why do we have to keep saying these hard yeses? Cool, we can persevere, and we can do hard things, but why? What's the purpose in perseverance at all? Y'all, I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to, but I've been sitting with this all week, asking the Lord, why are you calling me to persevere in any of this? Because truthfully, it's just hard. And sometimes I just don't want to. Why am I called to say the hard yes? And the only truth that I could receive this week, that's a bigger truth than I give it credit for, it's the truth that I'm worthy of the hard yes. The Lord actually trusts me so much that he gives me a challenge. He loves me so much that he wants me to be better. That he gives me the hard yes. That I'm worthy of the hard yes. I'm worthy of the yes. We are people of the yes. Why? Because God first said yes to us. What's the gospel? That we did nothing to earn the love of God, but that he freely chose us. Just because he wanted us. Like you were wanted into existence. Like God could not imagine this life without you so that he created you. God doesn't need us, but somehow he wants us, he chooses us. God said the yes to us. We have been chosen and wanted into existence. We have been yesed into existence. If we are made for the yes, if we are made from the yes, then we are made to say yes. Even the hard yes. Even the really annoying yes. We are people of the yes. We are people of perseverance. And perseverance is not fun and perseverance is not easy but if I've learned anything in my life, it's that Jesus Christ makes every hard yes a little easier. It says that those that mark out a straight path, who are weak and lame, will not fall, but they will become strong. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. If I'm walking in the way of the Lord, I will become strong. I will not fall. It's still going to be hard. I'm still going to be sore. I'm still going to be sunburnt. Whatever analogy you want to use, it's still going to be hard. Persevering is hard. But Jesus makes every hard yes a little easier because there is no harder yes than the yes of Jesus on the cross. Jesus sympathizes with us in our weakness and our pain. We have a God who knows human pain and knows it to the utmost extent. Where in your life are you being called to say a hard yes? Where have you maybe not been accepting that life is hard? Have you allowed the Lord to lighten that loan he says come to me all those who are labored and burdened for I will give you rest my yoke is easy my burden is light he carries our load nothing's too hard nothing's too difficult nothing's too heavy for him but do we entrust him with our hard yeses? Do we ask him for the strength to carry on? I can't do anything in my life anymore without the strength of the Lord. I do 15 billion things on a given day and when people ask how I get everything done, I say by the grace of God. Why? Because literally in my own human capacity, I could not get done what I get done. But the Lord loves me so much that he equips me for everything he's called me to. And I'm so blessed that I get to say I love everything I'm called to. I fight him sometimes on it because I'm very weak. I don't always completely enjoy everything I'm called to, but so deep down, I love everything I'm called to. This week, that means starting my first round of internships, it means continuing to lead and guide and walk with people when. The Lord has given me the ability. It means to continue to play in my sports seasons. It means continue to do a just a freaking lot of homework like over the summer, right? There's good and bad and there's ugly, but it's all a gift. And it's just where I'm supposed to be. And all it takes is another yes. I get to wake up every day and say yes to my new challenge. Will I Will you? And will you let the Lord make that hard yes easier? He gives us the strength, y'all. We just need to ask for it. Why do we persevere? Because we are made for it. We are made to run the race that God set before us. And we were made for victory because Jesus has already won the victory. So let's run the race that has already been run, and won, for us. Let's persevere. Let's roll up our sleeves and say the hard yes, because it bears a lot of fruit. Jesus Christ, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, will lead us. We just have to say yes. So will we? To all my seeking and struggling and persevering friends. Y'all, you got this. You can do hard things. You were made for the hard yes. And you were made to persevere. (laughs) You are made for greatness, glory, and sainthood. You are unconditionally beloved. Don't forget it. And I'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.